We have a client down in Tucson, same as Jim. Jim's pretty fanatical about making sure that all his data is secure. So he now uses one of our tools. And I'll tell you why he uses one of our tools. Jim's, as I mentioned, he's pretty careful about where he puts his computer, but he happened to leave his laptop on an airplane. Not a good position to be in when you're managing a lot of critical and important data. So Jim now uses an Enigma, one of our products, Black Square, and he encrypts all his data on the computer, on his thumb drive, and in the cloud simultaneously. So if he were to lose his laptop or his thumb drive, he'd still have access to all of his data in the cloud on another computer, and all he has to do to decrypt it is use our tool, the Enigma. So back to durability of data and protecting what you have. Well, this is an episode where we're doing a return podcast with Bob Fleming. He's the founder and president of Black Square Technology. And the previous podcast, we were talking about the Enigma device, which for the video folks looks just like that thing. And it looks like a thumb drive, but it has an open end in it, which is really cool. And the whole idea is we just wanted to get an update as to where we are. And so if you would, Bob, if recap your business and who you serve. Great. Well, thanks for having me back, Bob. I appreciate it. So we're a company called Black Square Technologies. We're eight people, two dogs and a garage door. We build a hardware encryption tool, as you just pointed out to the audience. It has a female connector, which allows us to connect any USB storage device to the tool. Enigma does not store data because we look at data as potentially harmful to your network. Who knows what can be in that file you're getting from someone? Could be malware, could be an injectable, could be spyware, could be key logging malware. So we don't store data. We allow the user to store data. So we range in customer size from one as a consumer, could be Joe the plumber, could be Becky the bookkeeper, all the way up to the Department of Defense, where they're scaled in terms of the numbers of users. As we look at the device, let's back up a little bit and talk about some of your background and how you brought your background forward into the design and bringing to market of this device. Sure. So my background is about 18 years of data security, expertise and consultancy. Years ago, I worked for a large storage manufacturing company here in Colorado. We were involved in designing and building a full disk encrypting hard drive. Then we moved into a number of other products. But at a point in time, I realized myself that my data was suspect. If it fell into someone else's hands, it could do a lot of damage to me or my family or my company. So we decided that we would build a product which would allow us to protect our own data from everybody. So that's how it came about. And for me, we were backing up a file before the episode, and I have an Enigma device here in my business, and we were backing it up, and I have a relatively large backup drive, which has a USB plug on it, and it plugs right into Enigma, and it's a very simple process to drag and drop a file and encrypt it, and you drag and drop it to the same place. You just choose to encrypt or decrypt as you see fit. And some of the things that we talk about here is, you know, for folks who are going, well, migrating from storing information on my local hard drive to Dropbox or various cloud providers, let's dig into that process and your thoughts on protecting the data in the, quote, cloud. Okay. Storing data in the cloud is a wonderful idea. 
the challenge in, in a cloud environment is the cloud provider, his responsibility is to make sure that he's protecting your data to your account. Once it's in your account, it's your responsibility to protect your data. So they may encrypt the data in a transmission from your computer to the cloud, to your entrance, to your gate, to the house. Once you're inside that house, that account, it's your job to protect your data. So that being said, if I were to encrypt data on my computer using our tool, I can do so. If I want to send that data to the cloud, I can do so. It arrives with a hardware encryption package, so it's secure. It was even secure in transmission. If I wanted to send you an email with an encrypted file, because you have an Enigma, I can now do so. All I need to do is share with you the password I used to encrypt the file, and you'll need to change your password to the one that I just gave you, and you can now decrypt that information. The process is now secure, as opposed to being vulnerable to an attack from a number of different aspects. When I think about this particular device, how is it different than some of the off-the-shelf ESED or Norton or any of the other Kaspersky? Great question. So there are a number of different types of plays in the space. There's what we might call software encryption. And then there's also what we might call an iron key or a USB device that stores data and encrypts data. There are two different tools in that. Typically, they tend to be pretty expensive. The software encryption tends to be not so expensive. Now, the vulnerability aspect is clear and it's present in the software encryption world. I don't necessarily have to break the software encryption algorithm. I can manage your data if I have access to your system. So I can see it before, during, and after. In a hardware-driven environment, like an iron key, an iron key is a product similar to ours, but it stores data. And they get to be really expensive. A 64-gig thumb drive that's iron key might be 500 bucks. So they do everything that you want them to do until you lose the tool. When you lose the tool, you've lost not only the encryption capability, but all the data that was stored on the tool. Now it's your job to replace all that data. So if you haven't got it backed up, it's going to be a challenge. And would that device also encrypt the data that you send to the cloud or just to that device? Just the device. And so we talked a little bit about BitLocker and the challenges or the differences between what you do and what BitLocker does. So BitLocker is a free product that comes from Microsoft. And to feel comfortable at BitLocker, I'd recommend to your users that you simply go to Google or any browser and type in, how easy is it to decrypt BitLocker? Or how challenging is it to manage BitLocker or break BitLocker? And you'll find hundreds of thousands of links. So if you're managing a lot of important data and you're counting on BitLocker to do the job for you, you might want to rethink that formula. And we talked a little bit about, like every other file, the larger the file, takes a little longer for it to do, to encrypt or decrypt. And it's just a function, like you said, of physics. But we were doing some files, but it didn't take any time to get those done. And I think in the environment, uh, I remember years ago, some guy told me there's two types of folks in the world, those that have been sued and those that are going to be sued. And I think in our world, there are those that have been hacked and those that are going to be hacked at some point. Very true. So a few years back, I was on a panel with a fellow named Larry Ponemon. He is the CEO and founder of Ponemon Research. Ponemon, this last few years, has been heavily involved with IBM and in developing a cost of data breach, so CODB. 
Larry and I were on this panel and we introduced ourselves. And I said, hey, by the way, Larry, what do you think about this, the possibility of being hacked? And he said, Bob, if you think you haven't been hacked, you're not paying attention. Now, that's very clear in 2014 and 2015. It's much more clear today in my mind, because in any conversation we have, the white elephant in the middle of the room, if it's a business discussion or at the bar, is about how do I protect my data? How do I lock down my social? How do I do all these other things? But what our tool does specifically is we encrypt data at rest, and we can deliver that data in motion in an encrypted format. So the data always remains secure between users. And I think for us today, it really was a very simple process to get this done. As far as having the device, you need to have the Enigma device, obviously. And then you have to have some type of device, whether it's a thumb drive or a backup drive. Yeah, some type of USB storage device. Some USB source. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes very simple. It's very apparent which files are encrypted and which ones are not. Right. You see it very easily on your file manager. That's what I call it anyways. So it's easy to find. So with this process, for the ideal client, when you look across the number of clients that have started using Enigma, who is your prototypical client? So interesting. We look at clients in about four different buckets. So let's start with the smallest bucket. Originally, we built the tool for the consumer. Now, you've seen the tool work. You have one. You know that when you encrypt the file, it encrypts it in real time using the tool. All of the encryption takes place inside the Enigma in its chipset, not on the computer's operating system or on the computer itself. So we've eliminated those vulnerabilities from occurring by encrypting the data in real time, putting it right back where it came from. Consumers don't care about that stuff. They want it to work. Right. So the consumer says, if I want to encrypt the data, I want a menu that says encrypt the data. And I click on the button. They don't care about the engineering and the, all those things that take place in the background. They want it to be simple. And I want it to be simple, too. Next step up is small businesses. And typically in a small business environment, it's the owner, the management team, the leadership that are authorized to gain access to the important data in the company. The next step up after that would be mid-markets and low-level enterprises where there's a lot of scale that takes place. There are thousands of users, and there are different departments in each of those companies. Each of those departments can determine how many users in that department should have an enigma and should have access to that data. Then we get into the agencies and the large companies, and typically there are two different types of agencies or large company environments. There's the top secret behind the wall. We don't play in a behind the wall space. We play in a non-classified or an unclassified arena. So if you have controlled unclassified data or information that could be managed by a number of people, that's a great fit for our product. So if I'm a malicious individual or a person, you know, I'm familiar with CryptoBlocker personally, and they show up and they manage to get on board your computer and you've encrypted your files, what do they see or what can they do? So there's a few scenarios here. Number one is they can encrypt over your file using a software encryption program. There is no leverage value there for them because remember, the attacker's job is to make money. He's defeated the network and we're the data security. So he's gained access to data and he's encrypted it. He'll send you a message saying, hi, Bob, I have all of your data encrypted using my software, and I want you to pay a ransom. 
So he's in it for the money. We get that. What he's encrypted are pictures of your ducks, pictures of your hunting accomplishments, and also files and folders that you've encrypted using Enigma. If you were to say, no, no thanks, I'm not going to pay, you're probably saying that because you've exhibited some discipline, you've backed up data, you don't have to worry about that. And he can't sell the encrypted information because it doesn't know what it is. So in a way, you get to win in a couple of scenarios by taking responsibility for your own data. So that makes that pretty straightforward. We hope so. All right. When you have a typical response from the client or potential client, so let's say that I've encrypted files and done all of these things, and then somehow or another, I lose the Enigma device. What happens? So in that scenario, the answer is really easy for you. If you lose the Enigma tool or leave it behind and need to have one, you simply replace it because it's a chipset. The key value is inside the chipset. Here's the bad side, though. If you forget your password, if you didn't write down your passwords and put them on a piece of paper with a pen or a pencil, now you have a real challenge. The data will remain encrypted as long as you don't remember the correct password. That's why it's important to write those things down. And by the way, writing them down is outside of the expertise of the hacker. He can't see what you're writing down because you've covered up your camera lens and it's somewhere else. Well, if you write it down and you're at home or somewhere, you have a locked drawer or a safe, and they got to know where to look and where to find it. So that covers that part. And of course, you can take and encrypt your cloud data, which we talked about. And the speed of the device, do folks ever ask you about encryption speed? Typically not. The tool works as quickly as it can. It has the ability to encrypt or decrypt about a gigabyte of data in about a minute. So that's what we have. And it's one of those things in the scheme of things. Nowadays, we seem to take in and have more gigabyte files. than right. I can remember when all the storage you had wasn't a gig, but that's a while ago, a few years ago. So for you, in the progress since the last time we've talked, the product is getting out into the marketplace. What's been some of your feedback from some of your For our user base? Mm-hmm. So we do a really good job of building the tool, and that's our, our passion, is making sure it works. We don't have any failures in the marketplace, no hardware failures whatsoever. We do have customers calling up saying, how do I get this working? And we spend time with them. We make sure that our customers are happy. Every so often, a customer will call and say, you know, hey, I forgot my password. It's not the right thing to do. You need to record your passwords because it's just like that safety deposit box you mentioned earlier. If you don't have your key and you go into the bank and the bank has their key, you're not getting in. It takes two keys to open that safety deposit box. Likewise, with our tool, you need the tool and you need the password that you generated or created to be able to decrypt an encrypted file. Which is, I think, is kind of the point. Yeah. It's two-step. Yeah. Some people look at it as being a bit of a challenge. It's clunky. I have to do one more thing. Well, as we were talking earlier, we went from cars that didn't have seatbelts to cars that now have seatbelts. It saves lives, but it's one extra click. Well, and we talked about that too. So let's say that you have sensitive files and you put them in a folder. You can take and encrypt the folder in mass and you can decrypt the folder in mass. And so it's a mechanism to take care of that particular Okay, so if there's just, if you don't care about the picture of your cat, 
that's not a problem. But if you have a series of sensitive files, if you're doing financial stuff at home with Quicken, you can take and make sure that that particular group of files is encrypted. So that makes that fairly simple. Yeah, so, it's a great thing. I mean, simple is wonderful. If I'm going to generate, the typical user will make one password for Enigma, and he'll encrypt all his things that are important, sensitive, or critical. That's the thinking. That's the mindset that we want, as opposed to the mindset that says, well, I'm just going to hope and pray. Hope's a thin strategy. Hoping and praying is not a tactic, certainly not a very good strategy, because we've seen over time that not only consumers have been attacked successfully, but large companies and agencies have been attacked successfully. So again, back to that network discussion. If the network is the big thing, and what's network's job? To protect the data. So let's make sure that the data is encrypted and protected no matter whether the attacker comes through the network or not, just to be safe. For the folks that are going, I really am interested and need to know more, how do they find you on social media? Uh, so we're really easy to find. It's Black Square Technologies. You can do info at blacksquaretechnologies.com. You can go to our Facebook site. You can find us. Okay, super. Well, shifting gears a little bit. Book that recently you've gone through or looked at that's helped you run your business or adjusted your perspective? A recent book? Mm -hmm. Good question. It's interesting. For me, I was looking at Agile Strategy not long ago, and it's a book from research out of Purdue. And it talks about incremental pieces of 30 days and 90 day pieces. So that's been a good piece for me. Looking at, at your time frame and working with Black Square, perhaps we all hear about the good stuff when things work. And was there an instance where things didn't work out quite as well that basically set the stage for the success that you're enjoying now? So product development's a long road. We originally started with a product. It only worked in certain environments. It wasn't very reliable. So we improved upon that with various revisions to make it better and better. Then we released it into the customer base. And the chipset technology that you have in this thing is really robust, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very capable. And again, as I mentioned before, there's no latency. When you tell the Enigma device to encrypt the data, it doesn't have to wait for the operating system. It doesn't have to ask the CPU. It doesn't have to ask the software app. It says, yes, sir, it's done in real time. Which is a real benefit, I think. Yeah. It's convenience is what it boils down to. It's all about convenience. And I think about the convenience factor, and it's also habit. I mean, you know, we've all gotten to the point, by and large, you don't leave your car running at the 7-Eleven. There's a reason. You don't leave your car running out in front of your house. There's a reason. When you think about this, it's just one more step in your protocol. The Internet's a wonderful place, but it also has some bad actors. To your point, we talked earlier about this offline. If you're using your computer currently to develop a spreadsheet or a Word document or something, you don't really need the internet to do that. Only use the internet when you really need to. There are people out there that say, when I go to lunch, I turn off my computer. Really turn it off. When I get back from lunch, I turn it back on. That's sort of a level of discipline and a combination of some security and some paranoia, just to be safe. What's the old statement they say about paranoia? Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> Fair enough. If you could put an ad on page one of the local paper sharing your message, what would it say and why? We've looked at messaging for our product because it solves a problem. It encrypts important data. 
So we stumbled along with different messages for a while. And then finally, one of the guys said, hey, you know, if it's important, encrypt it. And it sort of worked. It kind of covers the waterfront. Kind of covers the waterfront. So if we talk about the various markets that are out there, and I've done the homework on the data and you now have it, but if we look at the top three or four market sectors on the planet that are most successfully attacked, they would be, in order of preference, healthcare, financial services, and financial products. And if you think about it, well, let's see, that might or might not include agencies, but it might certainly include Anthem, Blue Cross, and so on and so on. And because it's the most attacked area, when you pay the fine, you'll pay more for that market sector than any other market sector, almost by a factor of two. Financial services, they pay big fines. Governments pay fines. So if your data is encrypted and you've been attacked, you have a benefit that says we were attacked. We had these issues, but all of our important data was indeed encrypted and protected. That reads better on the front page of the newspaper. So whether you're Joe the plumber, Becky the bookkeeper, an accountant, an attorney, CFO, whoever you want to be, we all have data that is important to us. Some people might want to encrypt pictures and videos. Some people might want to encrypt their spreadsheets and their contracts. It's all subjective. So for us, if it's important, encrypt it sort of sends a message to anybody that maybe whatever you have needs to be protected. If you were to look back over the past year or so since we visited first time through, the best allocation of time or initiative that's helped the company from that point to here, where would you say you've used your time best? Best for us has been to engage with both Windows users and Mac users. We all hear that Mac is 7% of the marketplace, but up and down the front range and in California, it's 50% of the marketplace. So it's best to be able to offer a product that works for Windows users and Mac users. For you, if somebody said, what's your most unusual habit or what others may consider out of the ordinary that's helped you with Black Square the most, what would that be? It's 24-7, which isn't unusual. Yes, that's a typical entrepreneur for sure. For you, if you were going to offer advice to a new president or CEO that's stepping into the role like you have, what advice would you offer to them? So good question. I was talking about this earlier. Companies need to value their assets and then assign those assets a cyber insurance policy. If you take your normal company and let's say the asset value was 1x, you'd want to insure it for a multiple of that to make sure that if you were attacked successfully, you'd have the proper insurance to back that up. Because when you're attacked, you might think that there are some direct costs and indirect costs associated with that process. You're now going to go through a process and it might involve litigation and it might involve what was that asset really worth and has it improved or increased over time since we developed the pricing base of that asset 10 years ago. So I look at cyber insurance. It's important. Misconceptions about your role as the founder and president of Enigma and Black Square. I might have been the only guy that stepped forward when they said stand still. So I think that's how I got the title. <laughs> Looking back over the past few years, what would or should you have said no to and why? Stepping forward. I like it. It's a lot of fun. This is a passionate thing for me and for a lot of other data security folks. 
I can't think of anything that I would step back from because it's about building a great product and offering it at a great price point at a reasonable price point for customers so they can protect their stuff. And we didn't even touch on that. You want to touch on price point for this device? Sure. So retail on the product is $169.95. And we offer an Enigma. When you buy the product, it comes with one year of subscription updates for Windows and Mac, along with improvements that we continue to make to the product. So it's a $169 for one year included. If you wanted to buy additional years, that's available too. Is there a quote that you find meaningful or one that you use frequently? Yeah, I've used it a couple times already. If it's important, encrypt it. Makes sense. And to wrap this up, if I was to talk to the colleagues and the folks that have worked with you on this, what would they say that you're best at? And how did you utilize that to help develop and bring Enigma to the market? So very interesting. I work with some pretty bright people. And I'm not very technically oriented in that respect. I work with data security folks, network security, SSPs, and so on and so on. It's really about grit and determination. If you want to succeed, it's not just a part-time job. It's full-time. you got to go make it happen. you got to expose the product. you got to promote the product in the company. And you got to have develop that reputation. And we want the reputation to be sterling. We don't have any hardware failures to date. It's pretty cool. Which is hard to say for many. That's true. Well, Bob, I appreciate you stopping by and doing this update on where Enigma is with Black Square Technologies and the progress since the last time we talked. So thank you so much and look forward to hearing of your success. Thanks, Bob. We'll be back soon for round three. Perfect. Thanks.